and to slow down and to breathe and to to be with the physical sensations and notice the thoughts that are coming up and step back from the the chaos and the drama that's in my mind. relationship podcast you are here with your co-hosts jenny morrow and bryce bauer we have different names although we're married we do yeah how do you feel about that that we have different names although we're married i feel totally fine about it mm-hmm. i know when we had that conversation you were like would you change your name or hyphenate it and i was like hell no <laughs> and then <laughs> So I was totally, I I am really fine with you doing the same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been an interesting journey with names too. I always imagined taking on the name of my partner and I'd write my name with whatever boy's last name I had a crush on. So it was an interesting process of like letting go of that quote dream I'd pictured and like owning that it actually was okay to keep my last name and actually growing into like a lot of gratitude for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So just one way of many ways, and we're glad to be here with everyone. Yeah, it's been a little bit. Yeah, it has been a little Shaking bit. Shaking off the rust. I know. I think we're going to be more consistent here. At least that's one of my commitments. Yeah, I so would I like to be to, more consistent. I'd like to be more consistent also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really do like podcasting. I like connecting with everyone out there. And we were in a house the last year and a half that had fighter jets flying by on a regular basis. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so tough. It was really tough. We and didn't really realize when we moved in, so it, it impacted podcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. It felt really hard in that way. So we've actually moved out a couple weeks ago. We sold the house, moved out. We're making our way to southern Utah mm-hmm. and um, feeling really excited about that. Yeah. So hopefully at some point we'll be doing some live events down there, maybe retreat style stuff. Oh, Absolutely. It's a really cool place. Yeah. We have that one in Mexico in May. That's right. So if anyone is interested in coming to Mexico in May, reach out to Bryce or I. Go to JennyMorrow.com or BryceBauer.com. Find our emails or our contact info. Reach out. We'd love to talk to you about it. Mm -hmm. Anything else that's going on? Any other announcements? Announcements. Well, yeah, maybe I'll talk about it more, but I'm launching a program next year called the Relationship Mastery Program. So it's going to bring together all the info that I have into one course that's going to include an e-course and live group calls and partner practices. It's going to be really awesome. And Jen, you'll probably be a special guest at times Mm. during that six-month program. But that starts in January. Um, Just now started to, to build it. Um, and put it out there to the world. So if you're interested, again, you can find my my contact info at BryceBauer.com. Um, and yeah, get you signed up if that's what you want to do or learn more about it. Cool. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the best way to find out um, what each of us are offering is to go to our websites. So BryceBauer.com, JennyMorrow.com, J-E-N-N-Y-M-O-R-R-O-W. And we'll actually, I'll put our both our websites yeah, in the show notes. Yeah, it's easier. So you can just click there and um, still off- we're both still offering private coaching to individuals and couples. 
And um, I also have an online course you can get on my website as well as get info about joining a woman's group if you're interested in that as well. So just a lot happening. If you're interested, go to our websites and you'll get the info. Okay, so I think that's it as far as announcements. And yeah, today really what I wanted to do um, was just to check in with all of you as listeners and let you know we're still here, we're still available, and we do still actually want to podcast and be sharing information as well as talking about what's working in our relationship life for ourselves in our relationship life as a couple. So yeah, I don't know. It just feels good to be back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. And um, so today what we're going to do is we're just, each of us are going to share one relationship concept with you that we've been working on in our own life or something that's been helping us. So I'm not sure what Bryce is going to share yet. He doesn't know what I'm going to share yet. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to share with you something that's working for us or something we're liking to explore. So um, it's interesting being relationship workers because I'm constantly kind of trying new things, experimenting with new things, learning new things. And it reminds me of being an artist or something where there's like this continual evolution and journey and mastery that I'm going through myself. Um, And I love that experience. So I feel excited to share a concept today. And... Are you open to sharing yours first, Bryce? Sure. Okay. I'll go first. Awesome. Yeah, I had like three minutes to think about this, um, but I have lots that I've been thinking about lately, so it wasn't that hard to, to land on something. But the idea was around emotional capacity and how that so often seems to be the, the block uh, when we're having issues resolving something, at least for me. So something happens and it doesn't feel good. Maybe you do something or something happens in the external world, but we're kind of in relationship in relationship to that thing. Um, could be money or another person or, or a decision. Um, and if I'm having trouble, uh, like really being with the anxiety of it or the, the sadness of it, um, or maybe it's triggering up some kind of shame and I I really feel uncomfortable and don't want to feel it. My natural tendency is to, to try to fix it or blame somebody else for it or ignore it and go into some distracting behavior. <clears throat> but really, so much of the work, it seems to me, is being able to become aware that that's happening and to slow down and to breathe and to to be with the physical sensations and notice the thoughts that are coming up and step back from the the chaos and the drama that's in my mind um, and become the witness of it and, and really be with it. Like that's why I say capacity, like be with what is happening. And then from there I have more choice in how I want to interact with that thing. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any specific examples? Well, yeah, here's, here's a common one that I see in with couples and uh, this happens with us is that something happens, maybe I do something and you have an emotional reaction to it and I can see it on your face because we're talking with each other and maybe you feel anxious about something. Let's say it's health stuff because that's something that you feel anxious about. Well, if I'm not really paying attention, I might feel anxious seeing you feel anxious 
And so, so then now I'm in my anxiety and, and because I'm looking at you and I'm mirroring that, and if I don't have a lot of capacity for that, I might try to fix it and tell you, no, Janet, everything's going to be okay. Um, nothing to worry about, <laughs> which is also kind of one of my strategies. I mean, for better, or for worse, sometimes it does work, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to fix it is the energy. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to change you because I'm having trouble being with what's happening for me. Um, That's a really good point because I'm picturing how there's times when you encourage me and it feels really good, but I think, yeah, there's a difference when I feel like you're trying to fix it so that you don't have to see me feeling anxious or you don't have to feel your own anxiety versus like you're really grounded and secure and coming from that place. Totally. Yeah, because from that place I can listen, I can... Uh, work on understanding what's really happening or just be there for you in it sometimes mm-hmm. for, for a period of time because it doesn't last forever. Mm-hmm. In, in my mind, it's, it's almost like it's going to last forever and that's where the panic comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it just doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when things go smoothly mm-hmm. is, is when I can really be with that and notice it. And But it's it takes work. Like I can't just have a large capacity for emotion when I choose it, I, I really do have to work at it like a muscle. Um, I have to get in the gym and, and practice doing this with myself um, and in relationship to you, which actually there's there's quite a bit of difference is in doing this practice together too, which I, I know is a lot of our our work is focused on, on that. Mm-hmm. I like that though. There is a difference between those two things, but they impact each other. Your ability to, to be with your own emotion and your grow your capacity through your own personal work supports your ability to be with me and my emotional experience mm-hmm. and coming into relationship with me and having to feel certain feelings that maybe you wouldn't feel on your own or even be conscious of utilizing that opportunity to grow capacity. Suddenly, suddenly it's like this opportunity that then you can take back into your own work and continue working on. Right. Right. And it's, it's really all connected. Like sometimes when we get into struggle, I may go meditate, um, but that's only half of the equation because then when I come back, I might start to feel more settled. But then when I come back to you, all those memories that charge might come back to a certain degree. And then, you know, I have to do that work in relationship with you. Yes. Yeah, I like that. That's one thing I've really found through relational work with you. Um, Because prior to that, I had been a therapist, you know, for... I was just counting how many years before we met. I'd been a therapist for eight or nine years before we even met. And I had spent so much time focusing on how the individual themselves could change the relationship just through doing their own personal work. And I still think that is very true. And it was interesting coming into relationship with you and doing the work together and being like, oh, there are some things here I could not do by myself. Right. There's a certain type of process we can do together. That yes, I can do that process on my own for myself, but I can't I can't do all the relationship work by myself. I can right. do my personal work by myself, but the relationship work takes both of us. Yeah, and it's a lot more tricky, I think, because I think about it with like a metaphor would be like a punching bag versus real person, you mm-hmm. know? Like, like a punching bag is predictable. You know, I kind of learn how it works with myself. Um, but then I get into the ring with another person and it's totally unpredictable. I don't know what you're going to throw at me. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, I just don't know what's going to happen, you know, and there's just a lot more complexity mm-hmm. adding in more people. So, um, it's tricky. Sometimes I, I also need to acknowledge that, that this is just really tricky. Mm-hmm. Like we might be doing all the right tools and things and we might not get to like a real clear resolution in one conversation just cause there's a lot going on that we, I might not even be capable of being aware of yet. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It seems like it brings back to like that emotional capacity piece too. Mm -hmm. Even if we're doing the tools or the skills. Yeah. Yeah. As a man, being with confusion can be tough. Like I was conditioned to always have the answers. You know, a man fixes things. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I don't have the answers, it can trigger up a lot of anxiety. Like, um, yeah, I think my worth can be attached to it. My ability to fix problems for you. Or for other people um, to solve things to have the knowledge um, so yeah being with like I don't know what to do you know and I feel then it's probably fear mm-hmm. is the emotion often um, and being able to be with that and acknowledge it with you is super tricky yeah thank you for sharing that concept I love it mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I feel really grateful to be in relationship with you and I just really see you working on your capacity. And I just have seen it really, really bless and strengthen our relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Jen. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. And that also brings up just a, a side note around it doesn't always have to be negative either. Yeah. Like even just hearing your acknowledgement now, like noticing like how it pushes up against my capacity to to be acknowledged and seen in something that I do well mm. or that I've been working on is, yeah, it's another, another piece to that. Yeah. It gives me goosebumps as you say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, thanks Bryce. Mm-hmm. Okay. You ready to hear mine? Yeah, let's hear it. So my concept that I've been focusing on, well, one of them that I've been like thinking about and focusing on and exploring the last couple weeks is compassion. And I've been using the story of the the chakras. So in the yoga tradition, and I don't know, I think in the Chinese medicine tradition, they also, I don't know if they use chakras or not. Anyways, but there's this, I call it the story of the chakras because it's a metaphor that I find helpful for certain things. So the base three chakras are the root, the sacral, and the solar plexus. And those three chakras are oriented towards survival. And then the the upper three chakras are the throat, the third eye, and the crown. And those three chakras, in my perspective, are kind of oriented towards evolution, like what I would call like a, a thriving. So in between the top three and the lower three chakras is the fourth chakra, which is the heart chakra. And... It's positioned over the heart. And the idea is that, well, what I've been kind of pondering lately is this idea, like, what's the difference between surviving and thriving? What's the difference? And then how do you bridge that gap? And one thing I've noticed is it really seems like the bridge is the heart. It's being able to experience compassion for what it's like to be in survival. Being able to actually feel compassion for what it's like to have fear being able to feel compassion for what it's like to feel powerless, being able to have compassion for what it's like to, um, yeah, be in a self-protective space. 
I noticed that like when I go into that compassion, suddenly it's like there's something that opens up and it like frees this energy that I notice myself start to feel like is available for more thriving oriented activities. And so I've been practicing with this idea of compassion lately for the experience of survival or what we can sometimes experience is just kind of like trying to make it through, trying to be okay, trying to make sure there's space for us in the world, trying to make sure that we're, we're going to have some level of power or control um, over our world and be able to create what we want. You know, that it's a, so it's just been something I've been playing with. And even as I talk about it, I just feel grateful. Like, oh, that's the, if that is the bridge, like that's something I can do. Like that's something that feels interesting to me. It feels exciting. And, um, and I just notice it make a big difference in my life when I offer that compassion to myself or my clients or to you or to anyone. So I've been playing around with compassion and, also, the other thing I've been practicing doing is like noticing what what is compassion if it's not trying to fix. So it kind of reminds me a little bit of what you're talking about with capacity here. Like, what is compassion if it's not trying to fix, if it's not like pitying someone or myself or feeling like a victim or perceiving someone else as a victim, then like what is compassion? And it really is like this ability to be able to feel the experience of emotions yeah, without them being a problem. And I've just been really liking playing with that. Cool. Did you pick that up from anyone or a book or? Not. I mean, I learned about the chakras from books and my yoga teacher training and things like that. But yeah, I don't, I don't remember if I found it anywhere else. It seems like as far as my memory goes, it was just a a thought that popped up one day. Mm Mm-hmm. It's really cool, Jen. Oh, thank you, Bryce. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm laughing because I notice we just have two different languages. Like you'll you'll come at things from a whole different angle, which it was really interesting to me. You know, like I, um, yeah, I've learned over time that like, oh my gosh, like Jenny has this. Uh, you have a wide breadth of wisdom that mm-hmm. you like bring in, and then it's definitely oriented towards more of the maybe uh, artistic, um, maybe even mystic, mm-hmm. like, traditions. And um, so anyways, it's just really cool to hear that. Oh, that feels really good to hear and be seen in. And it feels nice for me to reflect on when I'm in that state, it does kind of feel like a flow state for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I leave it out. Sometimes I leave out the the more artistic side and I'll get more into kind of, I don't know. I'll just sometimes leave it out, you know, but I notice when I re-engage with it, it feels really good for me. Mm-hmm. So it's fun to hear you notice that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's cool. Cause I, I'm like, I think that's one thing I love about being able to be on the podcast together and share together is I really do think we have like different styles, different ways of thinking, different ways of languaging things. Mm-hmm. And it feels fun to learn. I'm like, oh, I really feel like I love learning from you. And then, and then it feels fun for me to know that like other listeners are getting to hear from different styles. Mm-hmm. So I really like that. Yeah. Cool. Anything else coming up for you? Um, 
No, nothing I can think of right now. It was fun to jump on, just kind of impromptu and, and share. Yeah, I really appreciated it. So good to, good to connect with all of you. Enjoy today's episode. Um, Bryce and I are planning to be on more, so, you know, you should... Part of me doesn't want to promise. I'm like, we like to get on when it feels good. Yeah. That's like one of our yeah. goals <laughs> is for work to feel good. And so, you know, if we have a lot of other things going on or we're busy or um, it just doesn't feel good, then we don't always get on. Yeah, that's but true. But when we have space and it feels good, we love to be on and connecting. So, yeah. Oh, the the last thing I would add is if, if you do like this podcast, just take a second afterwards and uh, write us a review or give us some stars, however that works. Yeah, that <laughs> really does us, help. Yeah, it helps us get the word out. And we also like the feedback um, to hear what what you're liking. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, really appreciate that if you could do that. Yeah, thanks so much, everyone. Okay, we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.